0: This is a Lip Media podcast. Hey chickens, your thoughts and theories they keep coming. Oh my lord, a uh, revolution of the Daleks, the New Year's Day special. I've got heaps and heaps and heaps more theories. heaps and heaps more theories what language am I speaking um, this is the fabulous Adam Richard uh, thank you for all of your messages and there are many of them um, we'll start with Doctor who has already contributed but just keeps going who says also whilst we're at it <laughs> there may be a slight possibility that Cassandra O'Brien the talking bedsheet, and Graham O'Brien from O'Brien and Sinclair Alien Investigators may or may not be related oh thank you <laughs> That's a fun one. Um, uh, Peter, who does the ridiculous text alongs uh, and is promising to do one for my birthday treat, uh, Peter has sent me a post where someone has made... Uh, a pating the tiny, <laughs> tiny, I think that was her name, the doctor's name for it, the pating, uh, in the prison and put them in the little red jumpsuit. Oh, god, it's so good. Um, Paul says, I found myself more emotionally invested in the Dalek's internal conflict than the fate of the companions we already knew were leaving. Oh, dear. Perhaps, just like Ryan, I had moved on in the ten months since the good Doctor was last in our lives. Yeah, it's been a long, weird ten months. Uh, Also, Paul says, as a vehicle for Captain Jack, it worked okay. Rescues the Doctor, kills the Daleks, then Jack's off to Cardiff. Um... Luke wants to know Whatever happened to the TARDIS The Doctor travelled in At the end of the timeless children The one that was a tree And wonders if the master found it Oh I liked that one that became a tree That was cute Uh, James has sent me a huge slab Of theoretical business Um, Gosh he says There were some lovely bits of revolution The Doctor's prison scenes were a delight Lots of good monster gags And I thought the design and execution Of the holographic instructions was terrific Yeah that was fun Um, Um, Very AR, which is the new thing, I guess. Uh, Although, welcome as Jack was, it was the shame the Doctor didn't rescue herself. Yes, you're not alone there, James. Uh, I was right about Yaz going doolally, getting that TARDIS to work. I know! Uh, The fan was as good as ever, and I appreciate that Ryan was clearly not as into it as before. Set up his marvellous leaving scene very well. Especially great was Graham's dawning realisation that he was going to leave too. Beautiful. Oh, I know, I a few people have complained that Graham didn't have much to do and that it didn't seem to be his choice but I I don't know the scene with Graham going oh yeah I'm gonna have to go as well it's so I reminded me I had like a weird emotional moment it reminded me of when uh I broke up with someone who I'd been living with for maybe six years this is like quite a while ago now um and like maybe 10 years ago uh anyway where i had a dog was my dog from celebrity dog school <laughs> and part of the reason we broke up was cuz i came back from a talking puffy tour of adelaide and there was a puppy um and you know and he said his his kid wanted a puppy and that was fine and i got all that but it was just one of those things it's like you know living with a puppy is a huge life decision. Like, it's not something that you kind of take on all of a sudden. Um, So, anyway, that was the reason we broke up. And then, so I went and found somewhere to live and I made sure I had a backyard so I could take my dog with me and all that kind of stuff. But it just, I just had this moment, like, when I, you know, had collected my stuff and packed it up and was about to leave and take the dog with me and just was like you know what? I get up at four o'clock in the morning to go and do radio. Uh, Then at nighttime, I go out and do gigs. Like, I won't be here. The poor dog's going to be sitting in this little courtyard of a unit. And he's got a new friend. Like, you know, the, the dog loved the puppy. And it was just one of those moments where, you know, a decision makes itself apparent to you, even though you're not. It's not a decision you want to make, but you kind of go. Well, I have to. I have to decide this because this is better for the dog. And you know, he had a massive backyard and a friend, and just you know, it was. Re- I mean, it wasn't like I never saw him again. Um, it, was, it was just a breakup. Like we're still mates. Uh, so anyway, um, that was that was how I felt watching Graham make that decision about leaving the TARDIS. It was just kind of like, ah. Uh, I really want to stay, but you know what? This this relationship, my, my grandson is more important to me. Even though, you know, I married his grandmother late in life. It's just, he means a lot to me. It was just really hard. It was beautiful. Uh, anyway, I don't know how we got there. Um, <laughs> James... James goes on to say, Daleks, exclamation mark! Why did you put the exclamation mark? I have to say it now. Um, how much does he love that new design? He a lot, apparently. Uh, it somehow manages to look both hokey and badass. Uh, these boys are just mean. What a shame we may never see them again. Um, uh, James also says I really enjoyed the nuclear option, even it, if it all seemed a bit rushed in the third act. But my single greatest moment of vanished joy came in the extreme close up of one of the proper Daleks inside the old school TARDIS, wobbly eyepiece and roundels, heaven. <laughs> Unfortunately, however, the story was always playing catch-up for me, as I really struggled with the episode's framing. Our human baddies were having a lovely time, but the presentation of Daleks as a solution for security problems felt wrong to me at the end of the year we've just been through. I, yeah, um, especially in making a black man complicit in their design, even though the show was obviously trying to say that the security drones were a bad idea. I think we just needed to see a little bit more of an active comment. Doctor Who has a deep history of telling stories of rebellion against authoritarianism, and this was needed here. Yeah, I know it's kind of difficult because this was filmed, you know at the end of last year, early this year. Like, it was before anything, any of the craziness that happened in 2020 happened. So, I get that. But, yeah, it could have been done on a voiceover quite easily. Um, yeah, I, I, do, I do kind of agree with you there, James. Uh, James is also bothered by the direction and editing in the first half, which felt rather leaden. Uh, all in all, while the jewels were very pretty, I didn't much like the design of the ring in which they had been set. Uh, and then he says, to end on a high, this is the first episode where I felt, felt that the 13th Doctor's TARDIS interior looked good and was well utilised. Up till now, this has been my least favourite TARDIS interior. Dark, cramped and stagy, but here it felt lighter and more spacious. And we got some fresh angles. More, please. Um, and his bonus happy thing was the sound of the Osaka cloning factory being reminiscent of the mutant growth chamber in Genesis of the Daleks, the uh, Tom Baker story. Oh, I want to watch that now. Um, it's it's one of my favourites. Um, more from Matt's uh, very, very long letter that I read out some of the other day. Uh, he says, Jack, I was a bit apprehensive about this before the event. Following his short appearance in Fugitive of the D- Jadoon, I didn't think I could put up with 75 min- minutes of John Barrowman in full-on hyperactive mode, but thankfully he was much more balanced and like the Jack of old. That's the weird thing with Barrowman. Like, he, as a, as a personality, as a celebrity, is like this big... Massive over the top thing, but as an actor, he really knows when to rein it in, which is confusing. Um, Matt also says uh, it was a pleasure to have him back even if it did serve as a reminder of the good old days uh, and how things aren't quite as good as they used to be in your opinion, Matthew. Uh, Matt says he sparked off the Doctor beautifully with barely any reference to the fact that he's now she exactly as it should be. Jack would react more to a bad new haircut than a sex change. (laughs) That's true Um The relationship between him and Yaz was lovely A real mentor student bit New series of Torchwood with Yaz joining I'm calling it now and I'm more than here for it Oh bless you Matt Uh His only disappointment with Jack was his departure Having waxed lyrical all episode about how wonderful it was to be with the doctor again He then just sashays away off screen leaving a voicemail Really? It really undercut his return to not have a proper goodbye Yeah a few people have commented on that It is a very strange moment Um uh, then Matt goes on to say, Graham and Ryan's departure. I think that, that New Who, a term he hates uh, Has rather made a rod for its own Back over the years They've established now that the Doctor comes and goes Picks up and drops off the Companion So they can maintain a life on Earth and also travel The universe, so why was there Any need for Graham to choose? Surely The Doctor could pop back and forth as she did For Rose, Martha, Donna, Amy, Rory Clara, etc So Graham could see more wonders as he so Clearly wants to, and see his grandson whenever He wants to. Is Yaz now completely Cut off from her own family? Will the doctor not be dropping her back to see her family in future episodes and if she does do we not then have to have a work around why she's not dropping in for a couple with Graham and not suggesting a quick visit to the meringue restaurant for him oh I love the idea of the meringue restaurant that's why previous departures have had to be a little more final in recent years on why this one doesn't work for me oh sweet pea uh more and more and more and more and more of your thoughts and theories it's a full week of theories I'm loving this all right more next time